1: Consequence podcast network.
2: Hi there, this is Sharon for Green Station and this is Consequence Beyond the Boys Club. Enjoy.
1: You know, I think it's really just cool when an artist releases music that's very different from anything they've done before, yet still maintains the identity of the band and the artist. I think that's what happened with sharon and within temptation with their new release bleed out within temptation they're not really known for quote-unquote political or sociological type music they are a symphonic metal band and they're known for just having beautiful textures and complex instrumentals and soaring vocals but They're not known for really bringing up worldly matters, but on this new release, they really delve into it. And I find that totally fascinating. And I, for one, want to know why. What made them want to write tracks like the title track, Bleed Out? Thematically, it's about addressing the plight of women fighting for their rights in Iran. Wow. I mean, that's a heavy topic. And it also shows that they aren't ever going to be boring. You're never going to be like, I know what it's going to sound like, I'm just going to skip it. This record just has a bunch of bangers and it just takes you on a journey. But again, thematically, I mean, the track Don't Pray For Me is about a woman's right to choose and Wireless is another deep track about the war in Ukraine. So, I mean, this is not just light, fun, and airy. This is talking about the state of the world and what kind of world that we're living in right now and what we can maybe do about it. I actually have a band called Upon Wings, and we've often been compared to them, which is a huge compliment, in my opinion, whenever someone says, oh, yeah, you know, you kind of remind me of Within Temptation. I'm always so happy to hear that because they are just an incredible band and really one of the pioneers of that symphonic metal genre. I don't really think we sound a lot like them, but I don't know. It's Pine Wings. Check that out. Regardless, that's probably the first time I really got to know this band. I looked into them, checked them out, and I was just really drawn to Sharon's vocals and her onstage performance, too. She just is very commanding on the stage, and she's very elegant. I don't know if that's the word, but she's fronting this heavy metal band. And she's just up there doing her own thing and being herself and being kind of graceful up there and just commanding the attention of not only the audience, but of her bandmates. And she's just rolling it up there, which I love. Very excited to have Sharon on the show. Stick around for it. We'll be right back. I have really enjoyed your band over the years, and it's so exciting that you have this new record out, Bleed Out. So it's a very powerful and emotionally charged release. Tell me a little about the writing and recording process for this
2: record and how it all came together. Well, it's an album that we started writing for over the last three years, and we were supposed to be on a tour with Evanescence, a co-headline tour through Europe, and what happened was that COVID, of course, happened, and but before that happened, we already decided we wanted to have some new music while playing during this tour. And because our album before this one, Resist, was already like out for more than a year and we had been touring everywhere with it, so we felt like we need to bring something new to the table and something refreshing for people to look forward to. But then, of course, COVID happened and we decided, well, maybe this is a good opportunity to stay in contact with our fans and also to keep ourselves busy, not going crazy. And it really helped, I guess. And we released like three songs over the time of COVID. And so we started writing then already and we finished up last year thinking in the beginning, maybe those songs won't be together on the album because, well, they're very inspired by different things. In, in, but in the end, we realized it's about the same thing, more or less also, because if you really go down to the bottom line of every song, it's about freedom. And I think the ones that we wrote in during Corona, it was more about the freedom in society in general and personal freedom. And where, since the war started here in Europe with the Ukraine and, and Russia, for us, that was really an, a source of inspiration that we felt, well, We didn't intentionally write about it, but it just came out that way. (laughs) Because for us, it is living over here quite a shock. It's like two and a half hour flight, it's Kiev already. So for some people don't realize that, but that's just as far as flying to Spain for me. So we felt like, well, we felt the need to write about it. So it was about freedom and fighting for that, but also the freedom for women in different ways, freedom in religion, uh, freedom for women, meaning like Iran, but also, in religion as well, again, you know, being told how to live your life and how what not to do <laughs> certain things, but we get we can talk about that later if you want to. But so it, it all is connected to each other. So eventually, we did end up with all the new songs and the songs that we wrote already three years ago, all on one album, which a lot of them already have been released. But because we wanted to give something to our fans at the time.
1: Wow! No, and I love the themes on here. They're very deep and they're very. Uh, I don't know if political is the right word but I think that you guys are really doing a good thing by bringing this these issues you know to the forefront and I just love how your music is always very complex and I'm wondering what is it like from start to finish when you guys are writing a track together
2: Well how it m- most of the time goes is like just listening to music on one side and then while we're listening to different kinds of music just getting into a certain vibe songs that are most of the time more up-tempo lately especially the songs that we've written lately are a little bit more heavier and uh, more up-tempo i guess and in meantime talking about daily life things you know just talking and also immediately getting inspired what to write about because you're just talking about well family but also at the same time politics about the environment all kinds of stuff that we all care about a lot and things that are of course big issues at at this time and It helps us to get in a certain vibe together with the music, listening to the music and then just starting writing like, okay, now we're just going to start something like a a basis. Like most of the time we start with rhythm and then there's like a basis music is being played and I'm just start singing over it and we take demos and yogurt lyrics. But a lot of time the yogurt lyrics already have the same kind of atmosphere you want to talk about because a lot of times there's already a certain kind of message in there that is in our minds, or my mind, especially um, when I'm starting singing with melody lines. Robert is quite different when he writes because he already, a lot of times, already upfront writes certain lyrics and for me it just comes spontaneously and then, then afterwards I try to make sense of it and I try to <laughs> fit it in, but it always works out in the end because Like I said, a lot of times, most parts of the yogurt lyrics, how I call it, you can use already because it just, it fits the song and the emotion and the the vibe that the song is in. Do you find you ever wake up in the middle of the night with lyrics and write them down and then use them? Yes, I do. I, I get up and I have these notebooks everywhere in the house. I have like well, at least 12 or something. And they're all like watching a move. like, oh my God, this is so beautifully, this is so beautifully said this way. I would never, you know, just write it down as an inspiration. And then later on I'll use parts of it and, And same goes with just things that you read or, you know, in different languages, also in our own language, things are said differently than in English, of course. And in every country and every language has certain expressions, which are very beautiful, but we don't know them from each other sometimes because they're different or (laughs) sort of similar. And that is also inspirational. and yeah, just reading books also helps. Wow. I feel like because I I do that too. And sometimes
1: I'll wake up the next morning and read them and half the time I'm like, Oh, this is really good. And the other half I go, what was I thinking?
2: (laughs) Yeah, or a lot of times you can't use because the rhythm is different or anything, you know, that doesn't rhyme (laughs) enough, or I don't know. So it is, uh, yeah, sometimes difficult to fit it in.
1: (laughs) So this is also your first fully independent release, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Wow. So tell me about why you wanted to go that route.
2: Well, the thing is, we had a deal, like one option still going for Universal Spine Farm. And at the time, we were aiming to do that, and they were as well. But then we felt like we wanted, like I said before, we wanted to release some songs in the moment, like before the album comes out, way before the album comes out. And just to stay in contact with, well, first of all, of course, for the tour that we had, and later on because of COVID. And they said, we can't do that because our... Company is not, uh, it's quite traditional. It's a certain way we want to do it. And we can't do it the way you want to, like right in the moment and releasing it anytime that you want to do it because there's so many bands and it has to for, uh, uh, fit a certain time frame. And we felt like, okay, well, then we can't go further with each other. And they felt the same way. And we just went parted in a good way. So, and for us, it, it gives us more freedom to decide when we're going to do it. Uh, on the other hand, there's a lot of, good things about doing it yourself, but there's also a lot of work extra, of course, because you have to decide everything now yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was but, gonna ask, yeah. you know, what are the pluses and minuses of, of now being on your own? Uh, well, the, the minuses are, like I said, you have to do everything, but really everything, and also like trying to find the right people to promote your album. In different countries you know the business side of things which i really don't like because i just want to make music <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know Robin is better in those kind of things so he picks that up and and the good thing is that you can decide everything you want creatively as well and of course we always had a lot of freedom on that in that way already but still you know when to release a certain album that you don't have to wait for another band who has getting you know certain attention at a certain point that they want to release that band before you or after you in a specific way now you decide okay I think we need to release it now because the moment is right and then we can do it and it's just mobilizing the right people at the right moments so it, it has <laughs> pluses and minuses
1: <laughs> right and no, sometimes it is all about timing and so I've definitely heard bands say that man like they had to wait way too long for a release and then they kind of missed the moment so it's yeah, definitely exactly. nice to yeah to have that under your control
2: yeah, well, sometimes you feel like you're writing something that's happening in society right now and you're, you're inspired about it and you want to write something about it and and then it ends up on the album three years three years later. it's and then it's way, yeah, it's way too late. <laughs>
1: So the title track bleed out that's about the plight of women and that is a yeah. very you know crucial issue tell me about why you wanted to bring this front and center in the track
2: Well when we saw Masa Amini uh, when she got you know the whole what got everything started she got everything started because already it was boiling i guess and that the people were trying to protest and uh, before what happened to her but she was just wearing her jihad in a different way or in the wrong way, apparently, to the morality police. And she got murdered for it eventually. And the whole revolution started there with young people, uh, women as men, which I think is very cool to see that also men are backing up their own generation, ladies, supporting them. And the thing was, I've I've lived uh, in a lot of countries in the Middle East. Well, particularly one, I lived in Yemen when I was a kid. And so I know similar cultures, you know, it's a different country of course, but it has similar culture. And I know I just have a, you know, I have a certain love for for that area as well. My parents lived in many countries uh, in the Middle East because my father's work. So I feel connected to them. And then seeing this and see such a brave young lady fighting and not only her, but just so many standing up and saying okay i can't take this life anymore the way it is now i need to have more freedom and i want to sacrifice whatever's coming for the action that's just ta- undertaking like you know she's taking a stand and she knows she might go into jail or maybe worse get killed and by doing so just standing up for her rights but also for the next generations maybe and also uh, girls for, of her own age and i think that's a, a very brave and yeah beautiful thing to do but it's it's very heartbreaking at the same time and like i said i said before it's like it's not like i felt the need to write about it in that moment but i was just inspired because i felt it was heartbreaking and those kind of stories well they inspire i think and maybe also because i've lived there that it touched me more than than maybe some other news that i sometimes hear
1: Oh, yeah. And I think it's good that you're bringing an awareness because a lot of people don't even know that happened. And maybe they'll find out through your music.
2: Yeah, well, it was big news, I must say, in most countries. But I do think that what I what I think is a sad thing about news, like it sometimes it's two weeks, then it's like, high, you know, it's, it's hot and then it loses attention and everybody just go on with life, which is natural and, and logical in a way. But it's in, in a small way. We try to keep the attention to the subject with this this way through music. Yeah. And another great track is
1: Don't Pray for Me, which is about, yeah, about a woman's right to choose. So definitely, you know, tell me about that and what inspired you to
2: write that one? Well, I wrote an essay about the right of the choice for abortion. I did some research about Europe. Because I'm from Europe, of course, <laughs> yeah. and I was thinking, like, I'm, I'm curious how everything is organized in different countries and how does it work, and and I found out that that my country is actually one of the most progressive ones in Europe and England as well, and and the, and the Scandinavian countries as well, but the rest is really. Not that far yet, especially when you go to the Middle East, middle the south of Europe, like Spain, especially Italy, Hungary, those kind of countries more to the east, a little bit even more to the east. And I think Spain is OK, but OK-ish, but it's Italy mainly, you know, like Hungary, yeah, those kind of countries in Poland, which are countries which have a similar culture as us you know it's not that different it's mm-hmm. uh i've thought because we're one europe we would have equal rights everywhere more or less but it's not that way a lot of women are being put on hold when they decided that they you know if, i think i hope when people decide to have an abortion I'm, so like i'm pro abortion but i'm not against it. i think it's a personal choice and i think you can work against women to not have an abortion, but then you have to have a plan B for them. And also the, the children that are born in such a situation, because who will guarantee them love and who will guarantee them a good life? Because there needs yeah. to be a plan B then as well. And uh, like in Poland, for instance, they decided... Um, there's no, they just decided that sex education is not allowed anymore to be given in schools. Oh, wow. What will happen is, of course, there will be more abortions, but abortions are not allowed, not even when you're raped, not even mm-hmm. with incest. It's only wow. when the life of the mother, I think, is in, in danger, then you're, not, you're allowed, at least they're making these laws with the, the government they're having now. So that's really like almost a handmaid's still. you know, it's getting, giving me the creeps. I don't know about you, but it's like, it's so wrong because there's no backup plan as well. It's like, you're going to, you know, what's going to happen to those women there? It's terrible. And I think that made me realize, okay, it's it's difficult for people to have an option if everything is taken away from them. So Absolutely. even if you want to do it, you know, if, if you don't want to have people to have abortions, then at least give them sexual education or give them a certain thing to to deal with the problem instead of taking everything away from them and making them desperate and doing maybe the most strange or heavy or difficult thing to do and doing it illegally or something you know it's like you have to have a plan b when you decide to do that as a government i think so eventually i wrote two years later the song don't pray for me because i feel like these personal this personal freedom is so important for every person, not just women, but also men. It's if we take that away, we need to give people hope. And a lot of times it's it's being done well, the things that, I'm, that I was inspired by was becoming, coming from religion. I'm nothing against religion. I think it can be really beautiful if you need it. And if you want to embrace it, it's fine. But don't tell other people to do the same thing or to believe the same thing. If you don't want to have an abortion because you're religious, it's fine with me. But if other people who are not religious or have different reasons why they want to have an abortion or whatever, um, just let, it, let them live their life. It's their life they face the consequences, if there are consequences, you know, it depends on how you look at it. And it, that personal freedom will eventually have a better society because people will be more, I think, happier maybe, <laughs> I don't know. I think there will be uh, less, less suicides and those kind of things as well. There's so many things you're gonna come across if you decide to tell people they're not allowed to do certain things.
1: Right. I mean, I think if we get into a situation worldwide where everyone's forcing their religious views and actions on other people, totally. I mean, that yeah. would be a total disaster. You yeah, exactly.
2: Totally. Yeah. Maybe it's also, and, and that's, I think, a good thing that you're saying is like you can also compare it if you're religious, for instance. What if you would been told that there's another religion and someone else is telling you you have to believe that other religion and right. otherwise you're a bad person? It's the same thing, you know? <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) right maybe 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 people will come it will understand them better like okay but that wouldn't be okay no but that's the same thing if someone is not religious and you're telling them still to live yeah up to your standards of how their laws should be and everything but of course people vote for parties of course and that's why voting is so important (laughs) yeah it is (laughs) yeah So, yeah, there's a lot of things uh, in that song from Don't Pray For Me, which is like, okay, I'll face whatever I have to face. I make my own decisions. That's what the song is about. And it's mainly about personal freedom.
1: And another great track is Wireless about the Ukraine invasion. So tell me the story behind that one. These are all just such meaty subjects. I love it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, Wireless is actually one of the, the only songs that looks from the Russian perspective to this from certain civilians, I guess, to the war with Ukraine, because although I I am aware there's a lot of people that actually want this war in Russia, there's also, there must be a group of people that don't want to have this war or are a bit, well, you know, there's a lot of indoctrination going on in russia you know state media is what they get to see mostly of course there's there used to be some free media but it's not anymore and so people tend to believe i think especially who don't have access to internet and they will believe what the government is saying and then they end up like you know joining the army because it's glorified it's beautiful made like oh you stand up for you know you're going to free people in the ukraine from the fascists (laughs) but then they come to ukraine they see this huge resistance and they see that. That they've been lied to, but then you're there already and you're there with your brother, your father, your son. It's it's like you're not gonna go back because you can't you can't go back. You're between two fires. And that's what wireless is about. It's like being used by governments to go to war, not being told the truth, and then finally finding out that. Yeah, the stories are slightly different than you were told and that you signed up for. You thought you were going to help people do something noble, but in the end, it's not. And although I do think there's also a lot of bad guys who just want this war and don't care and just, yeah, just don't care, I guess. And so there's a lot of, but I wanted to write this song in this way because war is never black and white. There's a lot of gray in there and i think this is something i wanted to write also because i think it's kind of sad also that that happens as well do you think that for the upcoming
1: within temptation music that you guys are going to stick on this kind of trend of doing music about what's going on in the world or do you think it's gonna continue for you
2: Uh, i don't know you know uh, maybe but i think we said more or less everything we wanted to say with this with this album but yeah, that's that's something to see. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I like the music direction that we've going going. It's more a little bit more heavy, much more riffs and trying to find that more two different the go- guitars have become more heavy and low tuned and it get, enables me to be more free with my vocal lines going even more ethereal in a way. How we started the band at the time with Enter, it was also like really dark and really uh, you know the dark and light and kind of thing but instead of the growling voice we have the really really down tuned guitars and gives me more space to do what my, my voice whatever i want to so that's inspirational for me anyway and um and i like the combination of really dark and really light yeah it's like life
1: yeah <laughs> i know yeah, no, that's fantastic i love those dynamics
2: yeah so that's that's what, what what i'm hoping for with the next album and so the music trend that we've set for ourselves i like that way and then i hope i will we'll go on with that and lyric wise i'm not sure it depends a little bit what more is going to happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're right <laughs> let's I hope, hope that nothing bad happens the next <laughs> <year>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's funny so uh you mentioned earlier that you had this tour on tap during covid with evanescence and of course everything got stalled because of covid and that sort of thing but I really love that you have this friendship with Evanescence, that Within Temptation and Evanescence, you guys have teamed up. And I'm just wondering, tell me a little about your relationship and friendship with Amy Lee.
2: Well, you know, it's it's when we start, we knew each other, of course, a little bit before we started tour. But it's something that grows while being on tour, of course, you need to... We'll see how the tour goes it's different just knowing each other a little bit through emails and calling maybe a few times uh it's different when you go on tour and then you really get to know each other way better you see each other at breakfast and sometimes you eat together at uh, you know lunch or dinner and we joined each other on stage here and there where we where it was possible and uh, so, yeah, it was really nice to be on tour with uh, another girl also. Like, <laughs> most of the times, only men that I see on stage. Yeah. So I was really happy to finally be... Well, I, a few times I had a support act also with with, with with a female vocalist, but a lot of times it's just men. So it's nice to have, yeah, to, that I was on tour with her and it was a really good atmosphere with, with the two bands. And I think what I'm really proud of is... We both wanted to make it really spectacular because I don't think what doesn't happen a lot of times, that you see two bands actually do a co-headline tour in a similar kind of type of fans and also in, in, from the same genre, more or less, teaming up. And I think it was really making it stronger. And I think a lot of our fans really knew, of course, Evanescence, but not as much since they saw the show and vice versa. A lot of Evanescence fans who knew the ba- that band especially and then came seeing us as well like, oh, actually, yeah. <laughs> it was a nice. It, it was a ni- really, really a beautiful combination. I think, you know, it's funny, you mentioned that on tour, you used to
1: being with a bunch of men and that sort of thing. And I was actually going to ask, compared to when you started out in with Temptation and to today, have you noticed a difference of more women in music?
2: Most definitely, especially from my country, there's so many female fronted bands or a lot of ladies in metal and also in rock. And so from, from, from when I started, it just gradually grew uh, more and more. And yeah, I see more ladies and I think it's really cool because it will, it will inspire other girls to, you know, join the stage and think it's possible. And that's what we need. I think more diversity in every way.
1: Oh, absolutely. And early on when you were first getting started, were you ever up against any struggles because you were a woman? I mean, was there that resistance you think early on because it was more new back then?
2: Well, to be honest, and personally, I never experienced it like that, but I know around me, you know, other bands that I know pretty well, I know they had a lot of problems, but maybe also because Rowan and I were always, you know, like a team, like we were, well, he's my husband nowadays, but (laughs) he used to be my boyfriend and, you know, and we both were watching a very, but we had very much a lot of say in everything we did and we never had to, had anyone telling us, okay, you have to wear this dress, you have to look this way. Never because I decided everything for myself. And so in that direction, I never had any problems. And we had sometimes, of course, problems with audience when you have to maybe like be a support act sometimes from a really heavy band, and then you had to support that band. And it was like, okay, a woman on stage, that's not cool or something.
1: (laughs) Right. But then, you
2: know, just putting on, you know, just giving our best and then eventually still winning hearts and thinking, okay, <laughs> you're <laughs> lost for everyone who didn't like it or didn't try, even try to like it. And that's something you had to do. Um, of course, a little bit through the years when we started, but I must say that's the only thing that I, that I had, have, have experienced myself. So that's good to know. And do you feel a
1: special kinship or friendship with the women in metal music today? Not just Amy Lee, but other women
2: in the industry. Well I think I think I think that's it's really beautiful especially I think you see that with ladies nowadays is that we are teaming up more like for instance I was playing on download and Amy Lee came by to say hi and Simone from uh, Epica which is also a Dutch band they came by backstage saying hi and just uh, you know just having a hug and just to have a small glass of wine <laughs> together and uh, yeah no it's it's also it's also realizing that it's, there are not many, still not that many women out there. And although it's getting more and more, but it's, you know it's still it's nothing compared to men and it's it, you know and you see that the, the the ladies who are around at the moment do really realize that we are stronger together than you know being in competition with each other so that's really a beautiful thing and I and I feel that from everyone that I've met so far which I think should be also an inspiring thing for the bands to come that have ladies in them so like you have to support each other and and really you know, hopefully inspire new ladies to come and join because that positivity we need i'm wondering i've always
1: wondered this why do you think rock and metal have been so male dominated for so long
2: well i think with anything i think they they started of course you know it was it was it's with everything you know why don't we see so many women in the top of companies is because you know what you see is what you get and and i think then all of a sudden if there's just one one person in that audience thinks i'm gonna do that as well but i'm a woman i don't care i'm just gonna do it because i love it that's when you get changed because you need to see, you need to, it needs to be visible. And I think I think it was just men inspiring men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just need one lady to, to fix it all and maybe just, you know, to, to mix it all up and make other girls think, oh, this is cool. I'm going to do it as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. You've probably been that person for a lot of young, have you had young ladies and girls come up to you and say, oh my gosh, you know, I want to do what you do because I see you doing it.
2: Yeah, I have, and I think that's the biggest compliment you can get. You're not aware of it when you're doing it, but I'm I'm really happy when because I have several one ladies coming up like I really started this band because of you, and I'm singing now as well, and or playing bass, or I'm playing th- this or that, or you know that's cool, and I think that's um, yeah, it's 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 good to it, it's it feels good to have you know passed on that passion and idea of we can do this, you can do this too. <laughs> yeah.
1: So what advice do you have for upcoming musicians, both women and, you know, guys too?
2: I think in general, there's only one thing which is important to my opinion, and that is be different than the rest, you know, like not to be different, but do something maybe like a a crossover because that always and be something that you really love, not because it's hip or cool or uh, whatever you call it these days. Uh, <laughs> but it's more like, you know, it's like do something that's close. What, what's in your heart. And I think that will come out if you, because that's the only way you'll make it in the end, not because something is, you know, trendy or you need to do something that you like. And because you like it, you inspire other people. You, you pass it on, you express it because that's where it comes from. That's where it starts. Oh, definitely. What do you see for the future of within temptation? The future of Wood Incitation. Well, this album is coming out, of course, and then there's something coming up with a DVD as well from the World's Collider that we did with Evanescence, eventually. We're gonna go on tour again. We still have to announce it, those dates. (laughs) And uh, yeah, still working on some, you know, also new dates, also outside of Europe and stuff like that. We're going to South America in April. And yeah, so there's a lot of things coming up and we're gonna start writing again, probably in between new stuff as well because of course this album will be out in october and we have released already so many songs we'll start continuing writing again but on a very relaxed way because you know people have to enjoy this album first (laughs) for a while
1: (laughs) yeah and since it's all in your own timeline now you don't have a label saying you have to get this out at this time (laughs) no
2: exactly no exactly but you know you still want to do it yourself as well because it's it's just fun I think writing uh, new music or new, new material is always the most magical moments of the whole process actually and I think that's the closest to my heart and that's what i love mostly um, i'm not you know i like tour- touring but i get fed up with it also quite soon and uh, because i want to always want to make something new and it's the same with the rest of the band we wanted to create something new again <laughs> and get that adrenaline and that you know that magic feeling that's that nothing else can compare with almost well sharon it has been great chatting with you thanks so much for hanging out and congrats on
1: all the new music cannot wait to hear new stuff on the way and see you guys on the road
2: Thank you so much for having me and hope to see you next time again.
1: Sharon from Within Temptation, an amazing guest. I had so much fun just talking with her about all these really crucial issues that are affecting not just the areas in which these things are happening, but just affecting the entire world. I mean, I felt like it was very sincere when she talked about Don't Pray For Me, the track about a woman's right to choose and how she did that research into seeing which countries in her area, in Europe, have those laws where women have a right to control their bodies. And then educating herself and finding out that many women don't have that opportunity, even very close to where she lives, and that it inspired her to do a whole song and then bleed out the title track being about the plight of women in Iran. Just, I felt like it's funny because this podcast is all about women in music. And we want to talk about issues that face women, not just in music, obviously, but worldwide and just in life. And I feel like coincidentally, their record really addresses that situation right now. And yeah, and she's really nice. She's very down to earth, just a very fun person to hang out with. And it was neat how she talked about her relationship with Amy Lee and how those two bands have done a lot together. I feel like in The U.S. Evanescence, obviously, is huge. But Within Temptation is just as big overseas. And so these two bands teaming up, it's like two of the biggest kind of gothic symphonic type rock metal bands in the world teaming up for a tour. And I just love it. I think it's great. I would like to see more women in music team up for events and to collaborate. And it was refreshing to hear that she thinks that there are a lot more women in music today than there were when she started out, which I would hope so. But it's obviously still a male-dominated area, just like a lot of random things in life. And yeah, we just are hopefully, little by little, getting there to the point where we don't even have to single out a band as, oh, they have a female band member, that it's just such a common thing that you know we're all just people that here we are and it's not like oh it's a it's a ladies band with ladies no it's just a band thank you so much for hanging and i look forward to next time ann erickson on beyond the boys club on the consequence podcast network and if you don't subscribe yet shame on you do it right now just search for the podcast wherever you listen and you'll be instantly notified of the next great episode